In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today we are going to see the last of the meditations in which we try to learn the main characteristics of prayer. And there is a beautiful summary of all these characteristics, how a prayer should be in the prayer of our Lord in the garden. Let's see what the Gospel says to us. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. You see, the first characteristic is that we need to pray. I mean, any prayer, even if it looks rubbish, is better than no prayer at all. Pray that you may not enter into temptation. Santa Teresa of Avila used to say that the person who doesn't pray doesn't need the devil to be tempted. And I believe it. It's our own experience. The Gospel says, And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, Father, if that your will, remove this cup from me. Here is the first characteristic of how prayer should be, simple and personal. Whatever you have in your heart, some people think that they should try to impress God with beautiful or very supernatural words. Just open your heart as Jesus did. Jesus is saying to the Father that he would like to run away, that what is going on is too much for him. That is what he's got in his heart and that is what he is telling to his Father. Could you imagine our Lord praying as many Catholics do, talking about everything and everyone, but not about themselves, but not opening their hearts to God? See our Lord, or imagine our Lord, seeing the apostles sleeping, and then commenting to the Father, I'm ready, Father, but what can we do with these ones? Or, look, they are sleeping. They are useless. They are not ready. Are you sure you want this? Or talking to God the Father about the political situation in Jerusalem and how many of the powerful people hated him. You see, it would have been 
like a lie. It would have been unreal and especially it would have been no personal, no truthful. I leave you now with our Lord Jesus Christ. See if you can tell him something very personal, something that you have in your heart, maybe something that you haven't said to anyone ever. When we open our heart to Jesus, it is like leaving behind a big, big weight. It is like transforming Jesus into our personal friend. You know someone that happened to be 2,000 years ago, but the person who is always faithful to us, who is always beside us. I'm going to show you an example of personal prayer full of simplicity that we are talking about. It has helped me to do my prayer, to pray. It is about a boy who was three years old. I received this story from his mother. In that home, they had an image of our Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, of the, of the child Jesus, that was almost the size of Pablo. And they had this image in the sitting room. And Pablo used to talk to him like if he were his best friend. And one day, Pablo woke up and went directly from bed to the sitting room to talk to his friend Jesus. At that age, he was unable to say Jesus in Spanish, 
and he says, choose, choose, choose. So he said to, to Jesus, choose, 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 today. And then he revealed the big secret that he had, the great victory that he has experienced that morning. Today, I didn't wet my bed. He was so happy about it that the first thing that he did was to go to his friend, to Jesus, and to tell him. And then after telling him that little victory, came a recommendation. And he said to Jesus, choose, 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 choose. You should not wet your bed also. It's so simple. It's so simple. And so truthful. It was what he had in his heart. He had been trying to overcome this difficulty. In the end, he did it. And to whom he went to tell him? To his best friend, to Jesus. And he was not afraid of opening his heart and saying, look, I usually wet my bed, but this time I haven't. Because it had been a victory for him, a victory that he wanted to share with the person who loved him most, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the first example of how our prayer should be. It's a prayer that is simple and at the same time is very personal. Now, the second aspect is humility. Our Lord said, Nevertheless, no my will be done by yours. You see, our Lord is finding the prayer in the garden, I mean the, the passion, very different, difficult, very unbearable. And he wants to run away. He's human. He doesn't like pain. He doesn't like death. He doesn't like any of these things that we don't like. And at the same time, he wants to fulfill God's will. So he goes to his father, opens his heart, says what he's got inside, that he wants to run away. But then he's asking God the Father what he really needs and his strength. And with humility, he says, but not my will be done, but yours. Once he has explained what he is and what he feels, he leaves everything in the hands of God the Father. How many times we pray in the opposite direction? We pray to make God to fulfill our will. Instead of asking for the strength to fulfill His will. How many times we have been praying, asking for something that we thought it was good, and maybe it was good. And we, after many prayers, or many times in which we have been praying, we didn't achieve it. And then we got really angry with God, like saying, you are blind, you don't see that it's so good, and you don't want to give it to me. He knows better. We go to pray to get the strength that we need to fulfill His will. We don't need to convince God that something is good. He knows. And He knows much better than we know. 
if in any moment or any time we have been very proud and trying to make God to fulfill our will, now is the time to say sorry to Him. He will accept that act of humility. Let's look now to the last characteristic of prayer. I mean, the, the fundamental characteristic that any prayer should have. The Gospels carry on saying, And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. We see that when we pray, God the Father always listen to us because we are his children. Don't forget that. And comes to meet us. His grace will be always with us. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Very often you see people that when they are in difficulties, instead of praying, they run away. Is is. Uh, really the opposite of what we should be doing. Disconcerting. It's like someone who's got the flu and instead of, I don't know, taking the normal pills or, or taking the, the precautions, instead of that goes on half naked to, to the street, okay? is is madness. So he prayed more earnestly. That is what we need to learn, to pray more earnestly, even when we don't see any fruits, but always with a lot of faith. 
and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down upon the ground. You see that he was really suffering. We don't know exactly what our Lord was seen at that very moment in his prayer. But the reality is that he was really suffering. Some people say that he was seeing the awfulness of all the sins that we were going to commit and that people have committed already. He who had never committed a sin and have not experienced that awfulness that leaves the sin in our souls, he was at that very moment experiencing all of them. It could have been like this. And the pain may have been unbearable. As his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down upon the ground. And when he rose from prayer, and here is what we are interested, he came to his disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, that, may, that you may not enter into temptation. But what we see in him is a real change. He is ready to face any of the difficulties that he is going to face from there on, starting with the treason of Judas. Could you imagine one of your friends who becomes the one who betrayed you and is doing it by kissing you like a friend? It's, it's painful just to, to think about it. But my point is that he was ready. He was ready to, to suffer anything because he had been praying and God the Father has listened to him, has answered, and he has the strength now to fulfill his will. It's such a beautiful thing to see how the saints, like our Lord Jesus Christ, they have been suffering a lot, but always with a strength that goes beyond any kind of understanding. The saints may have not been themselves very strong, but with the grace of God, one is able to overcome anything. With the grace of God, one can do for God anything. You see that many people think that in order to become holy, one needs to pray a lot, when the reality is that holiness is related not with prayer, but is related with the will of God, is related with fulfilling the, with the will of God. Of course, for that, one needs to pray. That's the point I wanted to bring to bring to you, to pray, not to fall into temptation, because we, on our own, we can do very, very little. But with God, we cannot overcome any difficulty. I leave you with Him. Tell Him that you need Him.
two more recommendations to make a prayer better or to consider for our prayer. First is coming from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which says, Prayer is the rising of one's mind and heart to God, or the requesting of good things from God, but always, as we have seen, putting ourselves in God's hands, wanted to fulfill His will, not our will. And then the point says, but when we pray, do we speak from the high of our pride and will, or out of the depths of a humble and contrite heart? So that is the very foundation of prayer, a humility, that we recognize that we are creatures and that He is God, that He has created us for an amazing eternal life, but we cannot achieve it on our own. Okay, We need to pray from the depth of our humility. He who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought, are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. Man is a beggar before God. Yes, let's become beggars before God. Please beg him, please, I need to learn to pray. I need the gift of prayer to be able to talk to you, to be in intimacy, to be happy with you. Because it is such an amazing discovery that we are never alone. Because God is beside, not beside, inside us, in our soul, and that He is talking to us, and that He is in love with us. Sometimes I give the example that God is like a grandpa that is madness in love with her grandchildren. I don't know if that is the case, but I like to imagine things like this. We are beggars before God. Beggars are the greatest gift that one can have to be able to speak to God face to face.
the second point comes from the way it is San Jose Maria saying, it's not a question of what you say or feel, but of love. Some people decided to stop praying because they may not feel anything at that very moment when they are praying. Perhaps in the past they felt beautiful things in their hearts, in their own senses, but now they don't feel anything. Or that they are very tired and there are not many words coming to their mind to say to God, even trying to make the prayer very simple. They don't know what to say. And the conclusion is that not to do it, because to do something that is not coming from the heart or is a little bit rubbish, that, well, then it's better not to do anything. But it's the opposite. Here, in this point on the way, San Jose Maria is explaining his, these things to us. It is not a question of what you say or feel, but of love. Is like being there for God, like someone could be in the hospital bed, okay, accompanied to someone who cannot hear him or cannot react to any of the things, but the person is accompanied him. He is full of love for the other person, even if there is no communication. San Jose Maria carries on saying, and you laugh when you try hard to say something to the Lord, even though you might not actually say anything. A good prayer is not the one that achieves something very important or very interesting or, or that one has been able to say f fantastic things to God and one has felt really inspired. A good prayer is the one in which we have been trying to be faithful to God, even if we haven't said anything, but we have been there with Him. One day and another day, days in which we are inspired and days in which our mind looks like is unable to work properly. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put, to put them into effect. My mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.